Welcome to Dungeons and Demogorgons, the officially unofficial podcast for Stranger Things on Netflix. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 4, Episode 1, Chapter 1, The Hellfire Club. Uh, Aaron, what did you think of this start to the new season? Well, I, I guess I apologize for not having a, a season preview. Uh, this didn't exactly sneak up on us, but like we are just kind of collapsing under the weight of all this content. We got at Boys and For All Mankind and Stranger Things and Westworld and Better Call Saul. All kinds of yeah. stuff. Better Call Still putting to bed Better Call Saul. We're just at a, a, a real junction here. And then Netflix drops supersized episodes of Stranger <laughs> right. Things uh, on Our- us. So we... We, we were and, and that's kind of like when I come in here, I, I was thinking to myself like last night, I'm like, what do I even feel? How do I feel about Stranger Things? It's been gone so long. I used to love it so much. I used to think about it a lot and I haven't thought about I'm like, what what's it going to feel like? And I felt like for the first 10 or 15 minutes, I was kind of like, OK. And then the kids started showing up and I'm like, shit, they're like 25 years old now. <laughs> <laughs> but like at the 20 like uh-huh. as soon as the hellfire like uh eddie is that, uh-huh. that the guy's name as soon as eddie kind of shows up i'm like okay they're gonna do the full D satanic panic chick track yeah. kind of shit this year i'm kind of in for it um yeah and, and and like a spring break stranger things uh I, i've got lots lots more to say but i by the end of this episode i'm like fuck yes i'm 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 ready to go ready to go back to hawkins what about you mm-hmm. uh yeah i'm with you i was kind of wondering you know where my stranger things was for a, like half this episode because uh, i'm so used to stranger things season starting off kind of fun you know they start off with the the evil teaser, right? The sure. Brenner or whatever doing his terrible shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, each season, you kind of get that, but then you go into something more fun, and you you kind of stay there for a while until the end of the episode where it sets it all up. The evil. Um, this is a much moodier Stranger Things. Uh, you, you know, you got Max who is haunted by the specter of her dead brother uh, in her dreams. You've got uh, right off the bat people being possessed by evil uh throughout this episode you've got all all these kids separated and jane being picked on and it's like christ this this is a lot darker i I don't know that this feels like stranger things to me and then it it was it was honestly not until like the very end of this that i felt like stranger things was back where we've got you know eddie doing his thing uh leading the D session and at the big triumphant moment for both lucas and and the other kids separately uh that started to feel like okay stranger things is here uh but i, I was kind of looking for it and struggling to find it for a while but i ultimately really enjoyed this episode yeah, and I thought that you you, you hit something because like before the kids when they were like eleven years old and it's all kind of innocent fun and they're riding their bikes and you know it's it's just all straight Goonies like how do you keep that magic going? And I felt like there was a little bit of those growing pains in season three. It's like well they should all mm-hmm. have girlfriends now and they should all be start pairing off. Um, I thought that this found a really good way to bring that kind of uh, little kid angst back in the form of you know becoming you know, going from boys to men. Uh, mm-hmm. and Belle Biv DeVoe, uh-huh. you start thinking like, well, what if we're not just insufferable nerd virgins? Like, what if we tried a little bit harder with our personal appearance <laughs> and like maybe going out for a team? And 
like the shame of like the fact that these worlds are so balkanized that uh, I thought that was such a great the, the, the juxtaposition of rolling the natty 20. Yeah. And Lucas with the sweet, sweet jump shot winning the game. Uh-huh. How those are like still these these ex- sublime experiences that you can have with your friends and how Lucas could have had the boat both. He could have been the, the, the master of both of those worlds, mm-hmm. but mostly because of the nerd, right? The nerd jealousy and kind of like tribalism. He's he's not allowed it. Um, yeah, I, I think that's 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 interesting. It's like is. Did he let his boys down by not being there to fight Vaca or did his boys let him down by not being there for a game that they thought he'd be riding the bench? He ends up being it's a small town hero. Um, I lean toward the latter. I think they failed him by not standing up to Eddie. I think um, so, too. Just letting them steamroll him. Uh, and yeah, not not saying, OK, well, we're going to stand with our friend and be at his game. So now try to find three replacements if you think right. you can do it. Um, yeah. without us out there yeah. on the hunt. Couldn't even find one. They had to go to Lucas's sister to Which was sweet because I yeah. when she showed up, I'm like, too, oh right? my God, as soon as you, know, you knew she was going to start her shit up. And- <laughs> right, because last season, I don't know if you remember, I watched the last two episodes again, so mm-hmm. I just fresh my mind, but Will gave... Uh, but we'll put all of his D&D stuff into the donations box and that donations box went to Erica. So she's been playing. Of course. Right? Now she's a level 14 rogue that will gank uh-huh. a fool and not shed a tear <laughs> or whatever. And she's always been like that. It's just now oh, in yeah. the game too, which is very cool. Uh, I yeah. will say you mentioned these kids are all 25. They're, they're not 25, but they are looking Finn Wolfhard older, is 20 right? years old. He almost twenty years old. Yeah, December he'll turn twenty. So oh, was he? Too? I thought I thought all of the main kids except for L uh, were twenty. Uh, I, I, he might be the youngest. Is it possible that he's younger? Actually, than Will's Will? the youngest. He's only seventeen. Okay. Still, Noah Schnapp is seventeen. Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, so I, I was. You know, it's it's hard to say. Oh, go look at these kids and say, oh, they're fourteen, fifteen years old, or whatever they would be in freshman year of high school. It's Jonathan's 30. Hard. I'm not even kidding. Jonathan's <laughs> 30 years old, Jim. He's 30. And, and it's a tough 30, too. It's it's not He's like, older than you were when you started Bald Move. <laughs> yes. It's not like Tom Cruise is 30, right? It's more like... Right. Uh, it's like a guy that smuggles uh, pounds of, of coke through international airports 30. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I know what you're yeah. getting at. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh, so it's hard enough to do that and make them look 14, 15. It's impossible to make a 16-year-old girl look 11. When Erica yeah. says she's 11, I laughed yeah. out loud because yeah, there yeah, is yeah. no way that girl looks 11. Yeah. Uh, uh, but for the most part, I thought it, it worked pretty well. I was surprised how well the age came off of them. I, it, you know, it's weird. Will is starting to look the oldest of the bunch somehow. He always I looked think like it's a shrimp. And maybe I it's because he's going to be so like much. him and Lucas are the two most conventionally looking people. Because yeah. like Dustin and Mike are just they're going to be they're going to they're going to be weirdo guys. Okay? Distinctive looking. Let's distinctive call it. looking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're going to be like Jack Black type architects or, or archetypes or yeah. like Crispin Glover. Like, yeah, I'm not saying they're hideous beasts. I'm just saying that they're from right. a different mold or will. It's like, you know, he's just uh, he's he's classic. Yeah, it's a classic man. And Lucas is looking good this season. Gotta say, Lucas with the super high fade, uh-huh. kid in play. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. He's a literal kid in play. 
He's playing basketball <laughs> they, this they, year. As a kid, they put him in play. He won the game. Uh-huh. Let me ask. So, so should we just start talking about this thing? Or, or like yeah. at, at what point? Because I know we do. We don't do scene by scenes on the the Stranger Things. Like this, everything is just, this is like bald move running a hurry up offense. Um I, I want to talk about the the big bad this season. I don't know what they're going to call it. The satanic okay. panic. This this flayed. This uh, looking like the uncle from Hellraiser. I thought I said I thought it was a mistake to show that monster in the trailer. Um, I was kind of shocked to see such a clear picture of it in episode one. So now I'm like, well, okay, I'm not blaming the trailer people anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is a pretty scary monster. And I wonder why they're being so ballsy with it. Is it because there's going to be a truly horrific transformation that's going to blow our minds in the final episodes? Or because it's like, this just feels either foolish or supremely self-confident that right. the we, we've got more fucked up things to, sh- to show you. Because that uh, the way they open this episode and the way they end this episode is genuine horror. Yeah, I'm actually wondering if maybe they're showing it because it's not about what the monster looks like. It's about what it can do. Cause mm. like th- that horrific scene with Chrissy at the very end. Uh, yeah, it's pretty horrible. I'm getting very strong, like nightmare on Elm street vibes. And that was the whole vibe with Freddie. You know, once you saw him, it wasn't about like his appearance anymore. It's about what can, what can he do to you? And how, mm. how can you get away from this thing that just infest your dreams? You know, uh, you got to sleep. And it seems like he doesn't even need dreams here. He just needs what? Fear? I, that was my biggest question is like why is, is, Chrissy? His foot in the door is fear. It could be. It could be. Um, I don't know. I the, the whole episode, I'm like, okay, what what is it about Chrissy that is attracting this upside down demon? Do you think it's like, because uh, I felt like her family was a, one of those certain type of families, you know, like it's wealthy, probably Christian um, you know, when she goes by, she, she's in the nightmare version of her house and she sees her paint, you know, her family's all in a pair. Dad's in the leather chair and she's standing dutifully beside with her mother. And, you know, I, I wonder if there is going like for whatever reason, it's going to prey on people who have faith. Because like could. Max is way more traumatized if it's like trying to use like feel like Max or Will would be the natural conduits into that. Um, I don't think this like maybe uh, uh, is it possible this family lost someone to um, in the mall, quote unquote, fire because they they uh, they talk possible, about a, yeah. a, quite a few townspeople dying in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't know if it felt, felt like everybody was accounted for. Um, in in the in the demon house. Uh, let me throw a guess out there. I kind of expected yeah. them to reveal this by the end of the episode, but they haven't revealed anything about why it's haunting Chrissy. Um, I wonder if going along with the satanic panic idea, if this is not going to be something about like sinners, because there's a scene mm. that the very first scene that we see um, with Max, she ends up seeing Chrissy in the bathroom and she's puking or whatever. And there's this whole thing before it where like the, the basketball boy, whatever, uh, mm-hmm. like points her out in the crowd and says, love you, Chrissy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is there a possibility she's pregnant? And, like she's been having sex with basketball boy and like, this is going to be, you know, a sinner thing. Like, Oh, Satan comes after the sinners. It could be. And I thought that's like, oh, she's got more. She's either swallowed a slug uh, or she's got morning sickness. <laughs> right. Um, right. But but here's the thing. I, I, did you hear any of the demonic babble her mother was talking about? 
No. Because she was saying, like, I'll let I'll let out the dress. Don't worry. You'll be beautiful. Implying that, like, maybe she was fat or her mom was worried about her being fat. And then I started thinking, oh, mm. she's got some kind of eating disorder. Could be. But, yeah, I get I, it. it, it or but that's still like it could be both. She could be baby she, belly. Sure. She could be. Oh, mm. she doesn't look like she's showing. But no, she doesn't interesting okay you're right that works both ways if her mom's trying <laughs> to hide her pregnancy huh okay okay i'm on board with that theory because it, it, that's that's a lot you know like in the strict chick tract sense of the word that's like the better angle because you know right it goes but I also was like maybe she's as guilty because she's having underage sex i don't know um but yeah uh-huh. pregnancy would be would be uh a big trigger for a girl like her it seems and with the cliches of of television you know, that's kind of when I see a, a young woman throwing up in the bathroom uh, and not wanting people to know about it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, she's right. hiding a pregnancy. That's yeah. like the thing yeah. that TV that's does. A, so. Again, until I heard her the, the, talking about letting, the, you know, resizing her dresses, I was thinking that too. But like, and now, now yeah. you're, I, I think, I think you've, you, you've got it. It puts our hero eddie in a really tough spot because at first i thought the whole thing was going to be he's going to be framed for an overdose uh-huh and then she flies in the air gets <laughs> three times as many joints as she started with and her eyeballs collapse and i'm like oh no they're gonna you're there you're gonna be accused of being some grand magus oh dude they're uh, gonna find your first edition D manuals and yeah with all the ritual you. instructions and yeah dude you are you mm-hmm. are super fucked especially if we uh, if it turns out that this girl is kind of a holy roller family like super right like they're going to like completely jump on that and crucially like max sees her go into his trailer so if he tries to hide the body there would be right you know, so, already uh, witness yeah yeah um so i don't know he could uh, like i could see whatever is this the mind flayer 2.0 is this the soul reaper know. like i they, they haven't identified the malignancy yet i assume it's but anyway i i don't know um, is it possible it's matthew modine himself well, so okay, you're you're you're. I got I got, yeah, I got another hot theory to drop on you. Okay, um, but first, let me see if I can uh, complete the. Do you think that Eddie is going to be the new conduit for the evil, in similar to the way that Max's brother was last year? I hope not, because I'd like to see one of these like metalhead dudes, like older metalhead dudes, be a hero for a second. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know Billy like kind of came back and tried sure. to be a hero at but the he end was of a giant season, piece of shit for yeah, for, for reasons i think you can understand like you know sure. but still still at the end in analysis be shit okay am i insane or did mind flare 2.0 look a little bit like hopper Hopper. around the eyes and just a general like size and shape of his head <sighs> Oh, no. Is it possible? Is it is it possible that that is uh, David Harbor in there? Because that. I'm thinking bringing back the Do- Dr. Matthew Modine, Dr. Brenner, mm-hmm. and you know the Hopper being missing, I, and the circumstances that they both gone. I wonder if there's some kind of unholy melding of the essence of Elle's previous father. Are we calling her Elle or Jane? Yeah, uh, she Jane. Either one works. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, I, I I think they're everyone's going to call her Jane now, so we should probably start. Mm-hmm. You know, like L is her uh, is her uh, captive name, um, <laughs> right? 
uh, some kind of unholy merging of the essences of her previous fathers, both good and bad, that she's going to have to confront, like as a coming of oh, age boy. parable. All right, I can get behind that. Like the malignant spirit of Brenner with the physical form of Hopper. That the and the and the reason it's taken that form is because the Russians are doing some weird shit, you know, trying to manifest this thing. Um, I, I feel like yeah. that's that's where they're going. I might be way off, but like when I saw that thing's eyes, I'm like, holy shit, that might be David Harbor under seventy five pounds of latex and you know slime. Yeah, and digital effects. Sure, okay, I, I'm down. I, I think. You know, she already confronted the the past trauma of her mother, right? So why not take it to the other parents? What did you the the introduction scene shows more digit children than we've ever seen before? Yeah, and I was do do you are you a little worried that we're going to return to the New Mutant storyline that everybody hated in season two with Elle's yeah. sister? That was kind of my first thought. Um, I feel like they learned their lesson from that, right? I mean, that got almost universal criticism. But if your if your sister showed up uh, as an ally later in the season, would you really be mad? Because I, I it's like no, one of those things you know it, where we talk about. Go ahead. Yeah, the whole problem, the, the whole reason I didn't like that is it really sucked us totally out of the story that they were telling mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if but if they brought somebody into the story they're already telling with these kids, that's fine. Yeah. They do that do every you, season, right? They, they've already got Eddie getting involved. They had Billy last right. time, and Max was new last time. So, but someone with with powers, like you know, like if this is this threat yeah. continues to scale, her like forming alliances with other children. I think it. I, I was wondering what the point of this first scene was. Was it to reestablish Brenner? Um, the de aging process they used on Millie Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. Maybe the best I've ever seen. Like, I, I, if you'd have told me that the Duffer brothers had the foresight to record a scene of her and Modine seven years ago or whenever this whole fucking thing started, you know, like, hey, we're going to need this archive footage, uh, I would have believed you because it was just utterly convincing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And these fake skills are strong. She's terrifying with the like weeping blood and the blood <laughs> running out of both nostrils. Like, what, what, is she the blame for what happened or did she put a stop to the thing that was that's the th- I, I the show is trying to say she's to blame right I mean Dr. Brenner looks at her like what have you done that, she looks that angry sort of not scared she looks totally. like yeah but I think there was a lot of reason for her to be angry at the time uh, so, and you know as, as much as she didn't have control of her powers then um, or only kinda did I, I could see her accidentally Killing a bunch of the kids. Mm. It's it's set up a real menace later in the episode when she keeps getting bullied. She keeps getting bullied. I'm like, have you fuckers never seen the movie Carrie? (laughs) Right. And then when she calls her out in the plaza and it reaches out, like she was going to tear her heart out. Right. Like if she had the power, that girl would have been fucking dead, which is frightening. Uh But Elle's powers are fizzling now. So she just looks like an even bigger dork. And, you know, bullied by boy, even I wonder where they're going with that, because it looks like the school is going to try to hold this girl responsible for her actions, even though she's trying to. Oh, what do I do? I didn't do it. Um, I wonder where they're going with that or whether that'll just kind of disappear. No, there's no way there's there's got to be some comeuppance or something. And also, Elle needs to learn to control herself. Sure. You can't murder somebody because they they, they're bullying (laughs) like, you know, they're 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 hassling you. Right. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I don't know exactly where they're going with that, but I do wonder, it's supposed to be spring break, right? And L's going to be going back to Hawkins. So how far can that storyline really go? Yeah, I guess it would... Hmm, you're right. I get the impression it's like the final week, maybe even the last day before spring break. But is it might go into her? I thought she he's he's the one flying out to her. Like, I think we're about oh, to be ass Hawkins. Oh, you're right. For, um, wow, we're for, going for to Cali? The vast majority of the kids. Because like, is, isn't Dustin going to go see his sweetheart, the ham radio thing? Operator, the ham radio thing? And, <laughs> uh-huh. and Luca, Lu, so like, Lucas is going to be kind of left alone? I had... I don't know. How is is it, yeah. We'll we'll see. I I'm not the sure how they get all these split kids up out all Cali, season long. Yeah. I I know they're not split up all season long. I've seen the trailer. Yeah, so right, right, right. They they have to get back together. It's just how does that happen? Yeah. If I were a kid and I were trying to convince my parents that I needed to go to California from Indiana, how would I do it? Mm. <laughs> Especially like the the poorer families like the the buyers mm-hmm. how are they going to get out to california easily or they they moved to california never mind yeah they're, they're in there. california they're living there with yeah. l or jane um right I making they were one big encyclopedias uh-huh. yeah jonathan's hot that, box that in used his room. to be a thing selling encyclopedias uh, over the phone <laughs> yeah i wonder because like i was thinking like how popular was it to have uh, encyclopedias in your house because the way that's pitched is like, do you are you curious? You ever want to know something for sure? Like before the internet, uh huh. Encyclopedias, man. Yeah, pretty my family fun. had a set. I we had now what this was when I was in the mid eighties. We had a set from nineteen sixty eight World Book, but still, okay. you yeah, know, that's good enough. It's, be- it's better than nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's better than just not knowing shit until you have to go to the library. Yeah, I wondered right. because like it's like I always thought that was like a joke. You know, anytime you saw someone selling encyclopedias, it's like saying someone's in a multi-level marketing thing, like they're selling LuLaRoe or Herbalife or shit. But like no, that's a important. legit thing to own. Yeah, like uh-huh. it's, it's probably pricey. Price sets oh. you back like, you know, absolutely. Those things are not cheap. Uh, got for a the full furniture. set of like leather bound. Yeah, oh, you got to yeah. have the shelves to make them look nice. Yeah. The, the thing that killed the encyclopedia salesperson's job was encyclopedias on CD. When 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 Ooh, and there was yeah it, yeah when there was a disc media able to support the kind of data storage you needed for an encyclopedia, you could get one for like fifty nine ninety nine at the store. Yeah. And then Wikipedia just fucking blew their shit all up. There's their Britannica sunk. Of course, I book. I'm sort of uh, downplaying the cost associated with having the PC to run the the digital encyclopedia. That was thousands of dollars. But, you know, but now if you got you got the the world's trashiest free uh, smartphone, you got Hitchhiker's Guided Galaxy ready to go. Right. Are you worried about Jonathan? Uh, I. I think he didn't get into the school he wanted to get into with Nancy. I think that's why he doesn't want to go back hmm. to see her. It's I he's he's smoking a bunch of dope, um, which uh, is not neither here nor there. But uh, I I did like the scene where they're both talking about how much they love each other and why they love each other. Yeah, it was nice uh, because it's it's very it's very real and it's very intact. But it's also there's something that's kind of missing 
it seems like. And maybe it's just because it's the, I mean, long distance relationships suck, especially when you're young. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's no good. You're young and you're full of the sex nuts, the uh, hormones. It's, uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's tough. It's tough. It's not about the sex for them. Come on. There's also like, um, you know, like Elle's big thing is friends don't lie. But like, I felt like a lot of her letter to Michael was a lie because I was pleasantly surprised. Like, oh, my God, look how well she's adapting. She's got her um, and, and you know, she, her, her English is noticeably better. She's doing a lot better in her communication skills, but she is not fitting in and she's acting. She's like, I'm twice as happy as I've ever been. I finally adapted. Um what is up with her? Like everybody's putting on a front in this episode, right? Uh huh. Seems like it. Uh, I feel like she's not fitting in because she's letting Nancy, or sorry, not Nancy, uh, Joyce dress her. Like, come on, just let let Jonathan show you what to wear. At least you'll fit into some crowd. But you're just wearing mom clothes. She's wearing Joyce's hands on hand me that you're yeah, right. You're it's right. terrible. Because yeah. Joyce is also a weirdo, you know? If you're right. going to pattern She's just an pit. old weirdo, yeah. She's an old weirdo. She's a middle-aged weirdo, <laughs> yep. She would be a cat lady if she didn't have two kids that said, oh, we don't want cats. Um... I love how much the kids like fell into their natural rhythms, like Robin and Steve, you know, on the way to the pet rap pep rally. It's like, you know, they yeah. caught us up with like Steve still, you know, not uh, burning through the ladies and Robin wants to be. But, you know, she's 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 even though this is an incredibly diverse small town in Indiana. Right. Uh, you still it's it's still the 80s and it's it's uncomfortable being gay. In these communities. So she's like, yeah. you know, it has to be super, super sure. And Steve's using the like, well, she returned Ridgemont, <laughs> Fast Times at Ridgemont at the booby scene. So that's perfect. I love that. That ain't moment. nothing. <laughs> yeah. And then I also love the moment with them where uh, Tam- is it Tammy comes back from Nashville or whatever to sing the national anthem at their basketball game. And she is just terrible. Like Steve said, it's she the, was right. Is the, the callback. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Rob, that's Robin's problem on. is she's in marching band, which is certainly uh, a warren of freaks and geeks. But if you want to mm-hmm. where the really freaks are, you got to go color guard. OK, yeah. yeah. Toss more batons yeah. and yeah, yeah. Rifles, it's all about rifles and flags that just attracts the real, real people like like people, the bo- bo- bohemian types that you're looking for, Robin. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How about anyway. the Hellfire Club? Should she get in with the Hellfire Club now that it's open to the the other sex, I guess? Yeah, bro, uh, Erica broke down the, the glass wall. Um, <laughs> right? It feels like it'd be hell to be in a D&D party with eight people. Oh. Like the- five is a pretty stuffed party. You got eight. Oh, my God. You're you're waiting eons of time before your your turn rolls around in, in combat. Yeah. Here's the thing about Hellfire Club. Um, yeah. I like Eddie, even though. Okay, so Eddie is fun. There's a little bit of like Polly Shore energy going on with him that I'm not sure I like. But overall, I think Eddie is good. Uh, The other Hellfire guys that aren't, you know, Dustin and Mike. I yeah, I don't I don't like them yet. Really? They're going to have to show me some some reason to like them. It's funny because like uh, my son's first year of high school is this year and one of the clubs he was wanting to check out was a D&D club and he went there like two or three sessions. He's like, I don't think I'm going to go back. And I'm like, why? He's like, oh, those guys are such a bunch of fucking elitist pricks. Oh, like, I yeah. guess this, the seniors and I'm like, man, ain't that some shit? 2022, they're still like nerd bullies or what, whatnot. Right. But like, 
I kind of like took a shine to Eddie because like I wish in my high school the freaks and geeks had like a head goblin that uh-huh. would frighten the other children. You know? Yeah, like uh, it's so crazy. It's yeah, so crazy that like even the jocks are kind of scared of him. Yeah, like this kid <laughs> might Nelson like. Yeah, we don't we don't know what a Columbine is yet, but we're kind of aware that if there ever <laughs> oh, is to be a situation, it would be this. Yeah, like there's they, a little fear, little fear there of the jocks. Yeah, yeah. And the preps. They, they had a warning at the beginning, a yeah. disclaimer or whatever, uh, for that opening scene <sighs> with all the kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Given given what's happened in recent news. What are the odds? What are the odds you release a thing about children being brutalized and be relevant in the news in this country? What are the Better fucking odds? than you would like. Not zero, they say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and we're like six months later. You know, it's it, not a lot of time has passed yeah. in the story. Yeah. Is it is it six months or is it a year and six months? No, it was definitely one hundred eighty five days. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Because um, it was like the winter dance or the fall dance, homecoming dance, where they were at when we last left them. Oh, I don't remember which dance. Was was there a uh, dance? Maybe that might have been season no, no, two. No, no, that made up season. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I, I, season I, three I, ends I, with them killing the monster in the mall and and and, and, and uh, missing Hopper and going their separate yeah. ways. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. What else uh, are we forgetting about here? Oh, Joyce trying to work with Murray to uncover the secret of the Russian doll. <laughs> I love Murray. Love Murray. This guy's wearing so a gi. Uh, taking an ice bath, telling her to undress the doll that has nipples in the way. <laughs> it has he, nipples and he flops in the tub. He flops in the tub. Ooh, oh, God. It's so oh, fun. Yeah. God, Murray. Uh-huh. Murray's so fun. And then the neighbors looking at Joyce as she's hauling this paint can with like her blast gear on. Uh, I was prepared to so call funny. this scene bullshit because it was so contrived. I thought it was going to be so contrived, like with her what? with this rope outside. I'm like, just get a fucking hammer. But then he makes a point about like oh, yeah. Russian KGB explosives, and she's okay. she, okay. she's that like, how sense. could how could the KGB knew, know who I am? And he's like, they're the KGB, right? Uh, I like him. He comes in comes in fired from a cannon this 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 season, walking around, uh, getting full like I, the synchronization of the doll being undressed with him taking the the uh-huh. <laughs> his his towel and his uh, yeah top notch top notch stuff. I was kind of worried that we might not get any Murray this season because he is just unceremoniously gone at the end of last season. Like he does his part in the plot to like infiltrate the Russian base and close the upside down portal. Mm-hmm. And then you just don't see him again. Mm. Uh, so I was worried that like that was that was it for him. But he's back. Yeah, thankfully, I, I really love him. What did you see what Jane got at? What, what um, class Jane got an F in? Uh no. I was wondering, I was like, because like I can't think of a subject where she wouldn't excel in. Maybe like maybe it's English because she English just don't do the be. English so good. She's got a little bit of Yoda talk going on. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I also love the Steve's date Brenda's like. So wouldn't it be awesome? You know, or you can't believe, or can you believe that the school's going to win a championship the year after you graduate? Implying that. He was like a boat anchor keeping him down. Uh-huh. Uh, I fucking love Steve, man. The guy's 28 <laughs> years old now, but he's crushing 19 and uh, right out of high school. Yeah. yeah, it's the hair. 
And then, oh man, Lady Applejack. I wonder, I wonder if they're going to more integrate her into the series because I got to say, I, I don't know whether she's such a sass machine. Mm-hmm. She's such a, a sass monster. Um, I, I don't know that like if you had to watch her over 10 hours, if that Sasquatch routine would kind of get old or not. It because might, in it, the small doses she's in, it's kind of like the fucking best. I I really did not like her to start with. Uh, I thought she oh, was too sassy. Awesome. And yeah, I, I had real problems with her. She's grown on me a lot. I think it was during my rewatch of season two that she grew on me. Or mm-hmm. sorry, not season two, last season uh, that she grew on me. Her stuff with Dustin was pretty good. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see her back and taking it to Eddie. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I, I don't like what's going on between Lucas and Max. She's got like a lot of, um, I, I, I don't know. I yeah, guess Max in general, I'm, I'm worried about Max. I'm worried about her. Um, but she's also like, there's giving the signs, signs that she hasn't checked out. She still cares. Like she was at home, uh, listening to Lucas's basketball game, seeing that he won. Um, but like, she seems to be the one other than, I guess, uh, to perpetually, um, terrorized, uh, will in 11. She seems to be the one that's really taking it on the chin. Everybody else is trying to mm-hmm. move on with their lives, move on and do something bigger and better. Um, but yeah, I wonder what her arc is going to be. I don't know. I hope she gets more engaged with the story here. Because um, she kind of parachuted into back. the the plot, right? You know, she's Last already kind of yeah. feels yeah. She's a little bit of an orbiter, and uh, they mm-hmm. need to figure out. I guess, I guess uh, having her be the the new trauma center of uh, Hawkins. Now that Will's out of town, maybe would be interesting. But I don't know. I feel uh-huh. like that stuff a lot of a lot of times sidelines Will for large oh, stretches. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's they're gonna have to cool her down. Just get a bunch of air conditioners around mm. her. Mm-hmm. She's laying in bed with a fever or whatever. You know, interesting time. Like we talked about, you know, summer might be the worst, but also it's an interesting time for the upside down because it's spring turning into to summer. It's going to start getting hot. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder if the upside down is going to ever defeat that weakness. I don't know. It feels like it'd, it'd be an interesting time to like flip that on its head now. So mm-hmm. like, it's like, you know, this, this, these final seasons, like they're adapting and they're changing. Who knows what'll happen? Uh, so Joyce got the Russian doll that says hop is alive, which is worst yep. kept secret in, in Netflix. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's in the trailer. It's not yeah. like we didn't know. <laughs> You think you think we'll actually see him next episode? When 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 we're on a Hopper countdown, when that cuckoo clock in the woods strikes H, Hopper will emerge. When how many how many episodes do you think it's going to take for I mean, Harbor to show up? Hopefully sooner rather than later. I'd, I'd like to see him next episode because like he's a big part right, of the show. It's, it's not even a secret, and it, it's it almost feels like wasted time with this doll mm. stuff. Like oh, opening a note from some mysterious thing that says Hopper's alive. Yeah, no shit, Hopper's alive. You spoiled it in your marketing materials like it's more of like how are they going to get him back he's in fucking he's in a secret laboratory in russia right Elle doesn't yeah, even I, have her powers anymore oh, um uh, paul riser is back in this season uh, per the trailer uh so if anybody could probably get a hold of hopper it'd probably be him 
get a whole bit like again secret russian lab i don't know that risers got that kind of juice right they're gonna like, trade I'm just like trying three to think, like, dim, they're gonna trade three demodog demodog demodogs and uh a mind yeah. flare of russia's russia's later choosing for hopper i mean right it's a blockbuster trade know, man, man. well know. that's all i got to talk about this first episode i got one more thing all right uh, when mike is trying to recruit people for hellfire club he mm-hmm. talks about like the dice and how they're not regular dice. They're, right. These dice have 20 sides. And man, I don't know what it is about a dice with more a die with more than six sides, but there's something appealing about it to me anyway. Like I, I the, w- genuinely one of the most attractive things about playing D&D is getting to roll a 20 sided die. I'm not yes. even kidding. I'm not kidding either because I clearly remember I was in junior high, I think in seventh grade, when I became aware that there were dice other than six sides. And (laughs) it was instantly enthralling. Like, what the fuck do you need more than, oh, you rolled, oh, and that's for your days are different odds? What? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. It's it's thrilling. It's thrilling. Uh, Getting your first set of nonsense. And I remember very very clearly the first time I bought a set. I went to my comic carnival. Yeah. Uh, and I got myself and I, cause I knew my mom wouldn't l- let me do D and D. So I did like, I think it was the, the Batman role-playing game system. Okay. And I got my set of funny, funky, funky dice and went home and rolled a couple of characters. Like, oh man, it's, it's, it's extremely nostalgic. Yeah. And it's, not, it's not even just like a tactile thing. There, there's sort of like a mathematical nerd brain thing that goes on too. Like when you realize yeah. that, the relationship of the, the physical shape of these dice to the mathematical probabilities yeah. of rolling them. It's, it's just a fucking satisfying thing. I don't know why, man. I, cause like I was kind of like in the D and D after satanic panic had subsided. Cause I was, you know, my mom was super fundamentally religious. So they, they kept that going for a while, but I wonder mm-hmm. what it was like to be a nerd in like the late seventies, early eighties. Like this fucking Dungeons and Dragons is so great. I wish it would take off. I wish it'd be, uh, you know, appreciated. And then it goes like worldwide, but it's like reputation is killing people and like, demo- yeah. you know, like <laughs> I guess they try to do the video games too. That like they the tried that be- shit. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, you got to and every single time something tragic happens, like, oh, it's all these violent video games. doesn't seem like it's right. as effective because I, I think video games is just so popular that like half of society goes, nah, this ain't it, chief, when you come out. Whereas uh-huh. Dungeons and Dragons always like a one percent, one percent nerd kind of shit thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you start you start painting that with the bloody satanic brush. It's like, yeah, you know what? Those kids are pretty weird. Those kids are pretty weird. Roll those weird dice. Yeah, I stepped on a D four once, almost crippled me. Just, just hand your parents a D twenty. Tell them to roll it once and tell see if they it. don't convert. See roll if they for don't. initiative, old man. See what gets you. <laughs> right. You're never going to hit my armor class. Uh, do you have anything else? Do you want to talk about? Because because uh, you're you're actively keeping us from watching another episode. I'm I'm sorry. I I really appreciated how good the paper boy was at the very beginning of this episode. He was nailing those shots. He meant to hit that car. Don't tell me he didn't. If you could put if you could put a paper in a rocking chair on a porch from forty feet away, there's no way you hit a Buick without meaning to. That's coming back, right? That that kids that kids uh, paper boy flinging is going to be used later on in the season. That's Chekhov's paper so. boy. Yeah, anyway, Chekhov's that's, paper that's out. It. <laughs> All right. 
Okay, everybody, before we go, stranger things at baldmove.com. That's where you send feedback. Unfortunately, because we're doing this with the Netflix model where we're just watching, watching, watching back to back to back, we're going to have all our coverage finished by midpoint of next week. Uh, we're doing three episodes today if you're listening live. Uh, then we're going to do the other four episodes after Memorial Day weekend, be done by Wednesday. Um, but we are going to save up all the feedback and consider it all in a super mega size wrap up episode. They'll probably be coming out the week after next. So if you do have some thoughts, uh, some things that you noticed, uh, maybe some things that uh, we didn't, some some references or some hints that we didn't pick up on, or just thoughts on the overall series, whatever, send it in. Stranger Things at baldmove.com. We are going to go watch the next episode and talk about it. We'll see you back here real soon. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Later. Later.